Hello and welcome to a brand new EG podcast. My name is Jim Larkin. I'm a regional researcher with EG and this is Voice of the Region. Uh, The idea is very simple. We leave behind the comforts such as they are of our metropolitan bubble and take a virtual tour around the UK where we'll be talking to those regional agents who found themselves in the spotlight thanks to their stellar performances in the radius on demand rankings. The aim is simply to get a feel for how the market is at a local level up and down the country and to get some tips from those who have successfully navigated the choppy waters of the past few months. Our first stop is Oxfordshire, and I'm pleased to be joined by Richard Venables of VSL and Partners. Richard, welcome. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> now, I think I'm right in assuming you are the V of VSL. Um, can you give us a brief potted history of the company and talk through the areas in which you currently specialise? Thank you, Jim. Yep, uh, VSL stands for Venables, Sherratt, Lockhart and Partners. Um, we are four directors. We set up in 2002. Um, myself and Tom Barton coming from Savills, um, <coughs> Andrew Lockhart and Richard Sherratt coming from Chesterton's back in the days. Um, uh, so we've been going uh, 18 years plus. Um, we're now uh, nine fee owners uh, plus support staff. Um, and uh, we've had uh, a great time in Oxford and Oxfordshire over the last 18 years. Um, this is our playground. Um, but we also do work um, on a regional and national basis as well. So we're split pretty much 50-50 transactional work and uh, L&T valuation professional work. Um, uh, the cornerstone of what we do is, is Oxfordshire and we want to be those regional specialists, but um, we like to go outside too. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Now, the main reason we're talking today is that according to the latest radius rankings, um, so far this year, you've let just shy of 300,000 square feet across 25 deals uh, in Oxfordshire. Uh, To put that in context, that's more than the rest of the market combined in um, both space and transaction volumes. Are you surprised by how quickly you've come out of the blocks this year? Um, I mean, those stats are great. And um, uh yeah it's been it's been a, a really busy um first quarter for us um uh in a way i think we're in a really lucky position in that oxfordshire is in a bit of a bubble it's always been a bit of an economic bubble anyway through its geography um and the the dominance of of oxford the proximity to to london helps but we're a, we are very much a, a distinct um economic bubble um I think in the last 12 months, uh, actually, it's, no, it's probably been the last the last three to four years. We've just seen the the growth of the technology market in in the in the area, which has been on the cards for for many many years. And we always look over our shoulder at Cambridge, and um, we're no longer looking over our shoulders because we're neck and neck, if not head and shoulders in in advance if it was a boat race it was a it was a it was a short neck or whatever they call it, a canvas but but i think we're a good length ahead now um and uh, and we're powering away um and um as far as vsl goes i mean we're, we're we're we've got a good position in the market we've worked hard at it and we've been awarded the egi um agent of of, of oxfordshire uh, most active agent for the last 10 to 12 years so it's it's sort of cementing that position so there's the there's the um there's the trumpet the banner waving for you <laughs> stick to stick to script now <laughs> no, that's fine banner wave away um okay um yeah the performance so far is especially impressive given how difficult it's been for everyone um especially in q1 where you know lest we forget 
wasn't like Eddie was about to. Um, we were back in full lockdown. It was dark. It was cold. It was wet. And, you know, lots of people had children. They had to man mark at home while also, you know, trying to do their jobs. Um, it was hard. How did you kind of personally maintain focus and energy? And how did you keep the team around you motivated? Uh, I think like uh, the rest of the country, we've all found lockdown three really hard. Um, Definitely the worst of the series. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, gone were the days of um, the, the the joy of going out into the spring weather and that balmy mm. May we had long year. It was all a bit, a bit, a bit novel and a bit of an adventure. Um, you know, the, the winter's always pretty gloomy and grim anyway. And, mm. and being stuck at home, no parties, no, no, no lunches. Um, uh, it, it's been hard, and and I think I can say um, it's been hard, hard on all staff equally. We've all we've all had um, our own difficulties and and sort of demons to face. And we've been really keen to get everyone back in the office. So we're actually pretty much uh, uh, at full functionality. We are flexing more than we were before. So there's 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 the opportunity to work from home. Um, again, we're, we're a pretty small office and um, we, we like to be um, flexible in how we approach things. But um, it's been it's been really noticeable how people's um, uh, well-being has changed by being in the office. I think the the single biggest thing I, I found was that. Uh, uh, that opportunity to laugh and to smile mm. and to joke because to be perfectly frank my dog doesn't have a sense of humor and <laughs> him in the in the office didn't really work so it's just great to be it's that it, it's that simple basic human contact and property is a people business and mm. we thrive on on that um that that's what we're good at uh, that's why we're in this industry and and we should never forget it. So um, yeah, it's just it's being able to interact with people is brilliant. Absolutely. Okay, okay. let's let's talk deals. Um, yeah. You I guess the headline one of yours is that you let two industrial units I think in Bista totaling around 107,000 square feet to a company called Arrival. Um, yeah. And what's interesting about this is that I think when a lot of people talk about the success of the industrial sector during the pandemic, it's almost assumed they're referring to storage and distribution, etc. Um, but Arrival, they're a company that actually make things like, you know, really cool, high tech green things. Can you say a bit about them? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Firstly, I should say that this was Tom Barton's deal, not mine. So I went to <laughs> all the glory. But uh, Tom has been working hard with um, Albion Land on um, Bista. Um, on a number of schemes there, uh, Link 9 and Access Junction 9. And uh, Arrival um, are a really interesting local business. Um, started off with, um, uh, um, it was um, Renault Formula One at Enston, um, then moved to Oxford Industrial Park. Uh, an R&D centre then sprung up in Banbury, and now they've sort of taken over the majority of Bicester. Um, so they, it, it was a, a homegrown Oxford business um, who wanted to stay close to Oxford because of the proximity to the university, engineering departments, etc. Um, but one of the real reasons that Bista was chosen was the availability of stock that these companies, these tech companies that we're dealing with now, um, uh, time is of the essence. They they find it very hard to wait for prelets. Um, but uh, and so that's what um, uh, Bister offered. And in, in that um, uh, scheme in Bister, it's interesting that out of the five or five of the units there have been um, occupied by well, three by um, 
um, arrival, but two by a company called Origin, who are a door manufacturer from High Wycombe. So again, making things. Um, yeah. And that that's not to say that, that we're not seeing um, the logistics side of things impact on us, because there was a, a deal at Ocado, um, uh, in, in Bista 2 and um, uh, there's Amazon deals up in um, in Banbury uh, in the past but um, you know our our bedrock um, in Oxfordshire is technology and and that is the that is the real thrust of our economy at the moment and it and it can't be understated just how exciting and, and dynamic the um, the location is at the moment. I mean, I think I think it really puts it in context when we look at the external funding that has come in to support the technology companies, uh, both spin-outs from the university and others. But I I think in the last um, well in the last since the beginning of 2020 we've had over 1.25 billion pounds come into wow. our economy. Um, uh, and we have a number of unicorns, billion dollar um, companies now, um, Oxford Nanopore, um, Immunitech, Adaptimmune, um, Oxford Biomedica, um, and then hard on their heels is a company called Exaentia, who uh, started in Oxford only a, a couple of years ago. And, and have now raised 525 million pounds. So um, there's some there's some really exciting things going on, and it's that um, it, it's really happened because of the availability of cash, and the catalyst was a company or an organisation called Oxford Science Innovation PLC OSI PLC, which which is now five years old. They raised half a billion. Um, through uh, an endowment from the university, from other external funders, for, um, sovereign nations, specifically to invest in the intellectual property of the university. And um, we're now spinning out about 20 companies a year um, into the um, environment. And um, what we're seeing now is the fruits of that and that those spin outs are becoming um, series B and C funding uh, organizations. And our conversations we're having on a regular basis is I'm Oxford Bio something. Um, we started with 12 people. We're now sort of 20 to 30. We've raised 30 million um, and we um, we need about 20,000 square foot um, now. Um, we can't wait till September. We need it now and we need labs um, or equivalent. So it, it's it's um, it's a really exciting time to be here. and. The knock-on from that has been the impact on val values. Certainly, we've seen rental inflation as product is repurposed, um, but also that investment appetite, um, and and everyone is looking to us um, to invest in that in that sector. And I guess the headlines this year have been the the deal at, at Cambridge Science Park, the um, uh, the, the buildings that were um, put forward at, at 60 million and bought by Brockton at, at 100 million. Um, but in Oxford, we've got a, a building on the Oxford Science Park that's um, uh, looking like, uh, I think it's under offer at about 3.6% yield um, with with many, many chasers. And now the Oxford Science Park is on the market as, or seeking a funding partner um, at, at 200 million. So, uh, I think the the investment market understands the potential um, 
and 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 I think that will lead to to inevitably to further growth in the um, in the area. So we're we're very fortunate to be at the epicenter of this, and um, and our market knowledge helps us to advise both those landlords and those and those tenants. Um, and it has led to growth in our business as well. I guess we we've we've taken on two staff from. Um, um from london um over the over the last six months so we'd previously been found it really difficult to recruit good quality um sort of uh qualified or nearly qualified staff um the big firms sort of uh, having to make those staff redundant has given us the opportunity to get some really good talent coming in so we're we've we've benefited in many ways from the from the pandemic um in a in a in a in a, in a good way so people are relocating from London to Oxford. Um, no, um, <laughs> in a word. Um, and maybe uh, our, our staff actually were, were based locally. But in terms of companies, um, that's that's quite often a uh, a view that people have that that we we do we do we experience a lot of inward migration. And mm. and I always say to to our clients, it's you've got to think of Oxford as a very much an organic location. We grow companies. Um, we nurture them. They then sometimes fledge and move on. And there's been a, uh, a determined effort by both, uh, I guess, the university and Oxlep and others to, to ensure that we nurture and retain our, our companies rather than see them um, move elsewhere. Um, so we're about growing through innovation centres, through spin outs from the university um, and other areas. Um, it's very rare we get inward relocations here mm. uh, and, and the key issues for that is probably I always say th threefold one is house prices in Oxford are really expensive so relocating your staff here is mm. is very difficult um, uh, next one is um, uh, the, the the fact that our, our infrastructure is sometimes a bit creaky um, and, and thirdly, jobs um, uh, and, and employment was near 100% before, so availability of staff is somewhat difficult. But what we're what we're finding is the that investment in infrastructure we're now seeing happening more. So uh, we had East West Rail um, uh, announced recently, and, and the Chiltern line um, is already in existence. Has been a great benefit. So we're probably going to. I think we'll benefit more from staff and labour support coming into the area more. Um, and uh, rather than people necessarily relocating uh, their, their businesses here, although we would clearly welcome that. Sure. OK. Um, in terms of the occupiers you're finding that are now spinning out of the university, what's the kind of range of requirements they're having? Um, it's it's to be perfectly frank, it's all sorts. Um, right. And the. Uh, one of the interesting things about Oxford science is it spans all areas of the of the science spectrum. Mm -hmm. So um, we've got it. We're dealing with everything at the moment. I'm just thinking um, life sciences, um, artificial intelligence, quantum, um, uh, automotive and uh, autonomous vehicles, um, uh, engineering. Um, uh, it's a bit like the generation game, isn't it? Uh, what about the uh, cuddly toy? Um, um, uh, vaccine research. How could I forget vaccine? Yeah, research? that's been quite um, um, But um, you know, there, there, there's a wide spectrum. So the 
the, the net result of that is that the property industry has to be quite agile to what's what it's um, providing. And that probably goes back to the attractiveness of both the, the shed market and the office market to these sectors that a lot of the customers who are coming along want something that's a bit more flexible internally that um, that they can fit out with labs or an R&D requirement. So we're we're actually seeing the development of quite a lot of what we're calling tech boxes or maybe mid-tech supply. Um, we've got planning consent at the Oxford Business Park now for three buildings of, of about 30,000 square foot each, which will be effectively steel portal frame sheds with 20% office content at first floor that could be, then be doubled up um, uh, to provide a, a substantial amount of office content. But then the it's an eight meter clear um, uh, shed at the back or industrial space. Um, Oxford Technology Park near Kidlington um, did a 50,000 square foot pre-letting to a company called Native Antigen um, and is progressing that. Um, we've got a scheme that was originally Brixton's um, called Oxford Industrial Park, where we keep on recycling those sheds um, uh, because of their adaptability and flexibility. But at the same time, our office stock, um, we're looking at repurposing nearly everything that we get back to make it what we're calling lab enabled. And lab enabled means drainage and 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 M and &E, M and D adaptability. So um, it's about servicing. Um, it's about air changes and um, making it uh, quicker for the occupier to come along and then fit out to their own requirements. And we're now moving even further along that as confidence builds to a fitted lab um, uh, proposal. Uh, which is where Cambridge is um, very much at the moment. And we 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 liaise a lot with Cambridge through our uh, friends at, at Cheffins and um, share experiences there. And it's it's definitely the, the way that our market is going to go, probably up to around about units of about 10,000 square foot and trying to get a generic sort of 60, 40 split labs and offices. Um, so we're we're learning quite a lot at the moment. Um, and uh, the, the market is adapting and we're learning about new rental tones as well, because for many years we we sort of bumped along at 25 quid a square foot. Um, and there were two deals last year or a major deal last year was a city centre deal um, on something called the old jam factory, 12,000 square foot square foot letting to. Um, Oxford University Endowment Management at £46.50 a square foot, which makes <coughs> makes us all smile. Um, and uh, on the um, on the ring road, the the rental tone now is is um, uh, well, we've got something under offer on the Oxford Business Park at £38.50 a square foot. So um, you know, it's 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 providing that confidence to developers that that we've got a market to um, to invest in. Okay, excellent. Um, most of your deals so far, I think, this year have been industrial. Um, but what are your thoughts on how the office sector's faring, and, uh, and and your thoughts on the future of it? Yeah, no, it, it has been interesting. I think uh, uh, a lot of those deals, the industrial deals, were ones that we were um, transacting in um, 2020 that then pushed through to 2021. Mm. Uh, the the office market has been uh, and, and I guess the tech market um, uh, has been a little bit of a slower starter. Um, we've we've 
done a, um, there's been a 25,000 square foot letting at Oxford Business Park that crept into Q2 this year um, to a company called Oxford Biodynamics. Um, but the, the, the pure office market, I think is still characterized by one of, of caution, of transition, of consolidation. Mm -hmm. I think majority of the deals we're looking at are where companies are are looking at um, rationalizing the space that they've got. Um, just recently on the market um, is um, a building of 80,000 square foot on the Oxford Business Park where Oxfam are currently located. So we're seeing our bigger occupiers and Oxford, Oxford isn't a, a necessarily a big office occupier market. We've got mm. Both Oxfam is probably one of the biggest ones in, in Oxford and Centrica, both of whom have, have um, consolidated considerably. So I think we'll, we're, we're still focusing on that market. Um, the, I, think, I think there is going to be a, there's definitely going to be a change in the way that people look at um, their buildings, much more agile working. Um, we're um, liaising with a number of fit out companies on on existing product um, to you know try and advise occupiers how best to now use the space that's available mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah I I think the I, the, the office as a client said to me back in um, I think it was sort of June September last year he said that the office isn't dead the office has just evolved um, and we're always mm -hmm. going to need that that cultural hub that heart to any business um and and as we um, reflected on earlier we're social animals we need to we need to get together we need to um uh not necessarily shake hands because we can't do that anymore but or we we can hug now but that's not allowed in business context <laughs> um but you know we need to we need to see each other we need to we mm. need to interact and and an office will be a place of interaction um uh productivity might happen um uh, uh equally at the home um and we're looking at the same in our our office and you know we, we're a, as i said we're a fairly small business but we're looking to move away from that um uh specific pods that we all have to a uh, a much more bench desking hot desking situation um you come in you work where you want and a lot more informal space so um, I think it's going to going to uh, Im impact on us all. Excellent. OK, um, you mentioned earlier about the kind of phenomenal increase in rental values. Um, I presume that's not got unnoticed uh, by investors. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for two two reasons, a, um, I think those who've hold stock or held stock for some time in Oxford now see the opportunity to, to release and um, um, make uh, make good their gains. Um, uh, I think there's also um, that desire from um, funds to to get into the life science sector and be part of the next stage of of our growth. Um, there's a number of um, uh, of redevelopment sites coming up. So Oxford North is a million square foot, just uh, which is St John's College scheme, just to the north of Oxford, um, uh, and there are um, other college held assets where there will be joint venture requirements going forward. Um, so I think we've got we've probably got a five to 10 year lag before we see considerable increase in our stock. Mm -hmm. And for the next couple of years, it's going to be repurposing. Um, uh, another another factor, I think, just just reflecting on both, you know, that investment side and occupational side, 
I think it's given um, landlords the opportunity to refund and um, and refinance and and invest in the overall stock. So mm-hmm. we've seen significant adv- enhancements of our business park uh, environments, um, whether that be Oxford Business Park or Milton Park or Harwell. Um, all of these are looking at how do we create an environment in which our uh, technology-minded uh, staff can can uh, enjoy their working environment and and collaborate more. So it's about I think the the essence of a business park. The original idea was somewhere which is convenient to drive to to work to and to go home from. It's now somewhere which is still convenient to get to, but which provides a community and which I feel part of and which. Um, uh, I need to produce an environment where my staff are able to be m- as productive as possible, and and now added to that in a in a flexible working environment. So I think there's that both that investment outside investment coming in, and and inward investment to to refresh everything that we've got in the market. Sure. Okay. Um, in terms of the investment sales that you're seeing going through at the moment, what kind of yields are are you getting across the various sectors? Um, yields are definitely um, uh, moving in. Um, the 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 latest um, headline is the um, is a building called the Sherrod Building on the Oxford Science Park, which was let to OSI, the um, uh, Oxford Science Innovation, who who've taken a building to create their own labs mm-hmm. to provide for their stable of companies. Um, they took a, a 10-year lease at £35 a square foot, invested heavily in a building, so it's a nice lab fit building. Um, and the bidding on it has been um, pretty fierce uh, with the usual suspects in, involved. And, and our under, understanding is that it, it, it went to 3.75% pretty quickly and the pencils were then sharpened and whilst i don't have um the uh the information from the horse's mouth as it were the market gossip is that it's at around about 3.6 percent wow which which is um uh, a nice one if you're an acquiring investment agent or a <laughs> agent um but um yeah the the oxford there's not a, there's never a huge trade in 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 assets as well which might have something to do with that because the the um uh in actual fact the the oxford business park uh, arlington have been buying back stock um and enhance, enhancing what they have uh, milton park is is a wholly owned asset um uh oxford city center is is um uh, is is a sort of fragmented asset but a lot of university holdings there as well so things that come to the market are usually fairly um uh intensely fought over um and i guess it started probably it was um uh, it was about a, a, a year to 15 months ago that Brockton acquired Seacourt Tower, um, which was a mixed uh, office and retail scheme. Um, and at the time then, the, the thought was that that, that yield, which I think was, um, uh, I think around the five, five and a half percent, um, was thought to be quite aggressive. But um, um, it's been a, a, a great asset for them and, and, and started the, the sort of bull rolling. 
cool. I mean, are we almost getting to the stage where yields don't matter so much that kind of investors are primarily interested in what the building's going to be worth when they come to sell it five years down the line or whatever? I I think when you're looking at a yield of 3.6 percent, mm. you know, other other factors are coming into the um, in, mm. into your requirement. It's a it's a sort of a trophy. Um, it's a, a must have. Um, uh, and there's the there's that herd confidence that um, you're buying it. You're definitely buying it for the right reason because everyone else wants to have it. Um, and um, but I think uh, unlike bitcoins, um, I think uh, property has a um, has has a more long term future. Um, and and Oxford certainly. Uh, I, I I firmly believe Oxford is is the um, at the start of that that hockey tick curve and that um we um we've got some exciting growth still to come um and the, the developments around here and the investment opportunities will will see those um assets um return the um uh the the the, the return that the investors are looking for it will mm. it will meet their requirements so sure. Excellent. Okay. Um, moving on then, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, about technology, because um, it's been said that we've seen up to a decade's worth of evolution uh, in, in the way companies use technology yeah. in a single year of lockdown. Um, how have you found that? I mean, how differently are you working now compared to the start of last March? Uh, definitely. I mean, I think we all reflect on um, Zoom and team meetings. Um, I think we are we're a lot more communicative as a as a firm. I think when we were in before we took it for granted that were people going to be around. I think we're a lot more disciplined about um, uh, team meetings, making sure that everyone has uh, perfect knowledge of, of what we're doing and what's happening in the market. So we, we, we're getting together more. Um, uh, we are. Um, uh much we're, we're certainly driving towards a, a a near paperless office as well um that's something that we were aiming for but it's just come about by transition anyway yeah i think it's being a smaller company we've got less um uh, opportunity to make major major changes but um we are reflecting on our own computer system and and going more cloud-based um and it's, you know, as we said, it's it's been ten years change in the in in ten months. Uh, mm. the, the but I think Zoom meetings are are great. They have their place. I I think we're all we all get completely knackered by endless Zoom meetings. And so I think now that now that we're back in the office, we're actually talking to each other. That stretched them out, and and I can probably cope with two to three Zoom meetings a day. But back-to-back -back Zoom meetings really was doing my my mental well-being no good at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially when they're followed by a family Zoom quiz or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, much... well, it's, that, it is that, it's that transition bit as well between work in the mm. office, you know, the, mm. the walk down the, the corridor or, or, or in my case from the east wing to the west wing uh, <laughs> of the house, because um, uh, we all live in manor houses in Oxford. Um, <laughs> uh, the um, you know that 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 short space of time isn't adequate. Uh, you know, mm. we were fortunate not to have a big commute before, but it's um, uh, it does help to have a little bit of a break between the office and a bit of a natter um, in the office um, 
so yeah it and i'm sure i know we're not alone um the that but i think the, the the biggest impact will be those that were commuting into london um and uh, and you know the advent of the of the twat or the tuesday wednesday and thursday um uh will be um an institution that will continue um uh and um you know the, i know colleagues and friends that that were commuting to london are are in a much better physical shape than they than they were before or mental shape um and that'll be the main main change excellent okay um and a part of the digital transformation for you guys is you've signed up to start sharing deals on radius um yeah. why did you decide to sign up obviously we're pleased to have you um what kind of what's the journey been like um and how yeah. are you incorporating that into your workflow yeah so uh, actually um, one of the um one of the changes is uh, other changes and, and it relates to radius is um transforming um one of our, our admin colleagues now into our digital marketing person it is all about digital and and data um uh, which is the key to radius often as a local agent you know you're continually being phoned up um for comparables for mm-hmm. valuations and others uh, but it's part and parcel of, of of the process and we feel strongly about um providing an open data source um uh, it, it'll record what happened in the past, but what clients want to know is what's happening in the future. So as far as we're mm-hmm. concerned, it doesn't, it's not, we're not necessarily um, sharing our secrets. Um, we're we're uh, allowing people to understand what's happening in the market, but it's, um, it, it's, it's always been important for us to, to provide that, that data and to be open. And, and we firmly feel what comes around goes around. So yeah, no, Radius has been, um, uh, great usability, uh, flexibility, adaptability. It's um, it's definitely going to be the way forward. Perfect. Okay. Well, on that positive note, um, I think it's time to bring things to a close. So thank you very much for your time, Richard. Great, Jim. No, I've really enjoyed this. It's been uh, uh, a useful chat and um, thanks for having us. Great stuff. <laughs>